0: Dive into where we are last time. So last time when we did address Acts chapter 15, we, we specifically looked at verses 19 through 21. and it's uh, so removing the obstacles to faith and to fellowship. And so to faith, again, I think that is a secondary application of 5:19, that those who are coming to faith that could come to faith, we don't want to discount them, But the ultimate goal is for fellowship. Those that are already believers. We don't want to create a wedge in between fellow believers. So the Jerusalem Council, they determine that nothing is needed to do in order to be saved. But as a result of salvation, there are things they suggested not doing in order to have a good testimony amongst their Jewish neighbors inside the church and also outside the church. In other words, you don't need to become more Jewish, but become less Gentile. Or if we just want to sum it up, love your neighbor. That's really what he's getting at, is love your neighbor. And so you are free to do certain things as a Gentile. I mean, and Paul would, would, would be at your back uh, and would say that in, in other places in Scripture. But if it offends somebody, better keep it to yourself. Okay, if it's going to if it's likely to offend somebody, if it if it's going to offend somebody in the church, you keep it to yourself. If it's going to offend somebody outside the church, you try to keep it to yourself. And if it's a comparison between, well, it's going to offend somebody outside but not inside, better to offend the person on the outside. If it would, you know, then vice versa. If it's like cool with them on the outside but not cool with them on the inside, That's where Paul has a problem. And you can go to plenty of places, either 1 Corinthians or Romans, where he he addresses that a little bit more. Issues of conscience is what he would say. And you do not want to do something that is going to offend your brother in Christ, especially with a weak conscience. So now we're going to get to uh, the result of that. And so so the Jerusalem Council says, Go report and show support. That's where we are, verse 22. So go report and show support. Verse 22, then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, leading men among the brothers with the following letter, the brothers, both the apostles and the elders to the brothers who are, the, who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, Greetings. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood and from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. Okay. So, that's kind of what they did in the contents of the letter. And we really kind of unpacked the contents of the letter, but we'll circle back real quickly as we get to those in just a second. So, why choose men from among them to send with Barnabas and Paul? Why do you think that uh, they decided to do that, the Jerusalem council? So, they could have just said, Paul and Barnabas, go back, report back what we said, here's a letter. But they decided to, to take two men and say, we want to send two men with you. Why do you think that was a good idea? What's helpful about that? Four witnesses are better than two. What's that? Four witnesses are better than two. Four witnesses are better than two. So, why stop at four? No. so uh four four witnesses are better than two, okay um, and there might be something to say about you know uh two witnesses um, where you have more than one witness You're everything you know usually usually they have a couple witnesses uh but why send send two men from where they're at because it would incur a great a, a travel and, and cost. Validated what they were saying. Okay, validate exactly what they're saying. Yeah. And if there's any sort of because when they left, what likely was happening? And they, and, and we we you know, when Paul and Barnabas came down, remember the men of the there was men who came up from Jerusalem who were saying, "Hey, Gentiles, you got to get circumcised if you want to be saved. You got to follow the law of Moses." So what likely was happening within the church? It was causing what Yeah, it was causing discord. It was causing probably division. Some were like, that makes sense. Or, yeah, you should, you know, you guys should get circumcised. And some were like, no, no, no. And Paul tried to defend, you know, he was on the non circumcision side. And so just to kind of validate, instead of Paul saying, like, yep, see, I told you so, right? You have two men that came up, plus them being men from Judea would also come and be able to say, like, hey, listen, you know, our brothers came up. Like our brothers, even though Barnabas was originally from there, but he spent so much time in Antioch that that was kind of now their home church. that To send delegates would have been to say, "Yeah, um, some of our brothers maybe misspoke. Some of our brothers might have, you know, said some things that were were unhelpful or misguided." And the elders and the apostles, you know, do say that we don't want to lay this burden on you. Plus, there are some things that they are going to say. Well, this is what we suggest that you do, and it's not just like Paul is you know, did you have a hand in that? Or, you know, it's, it's some, some others from a different church uh, to show, um, show what is being said. And it's also, hey, the church in Jerusalem supports what you guys are doing. It's just, again, another sign that you're not alone out there. You're a couple hundred miles away, but, but like, we're, we're with you. We're, you guys are like sister or brother church to us. Um, And so we want to make sure that, that we're all operating on the same, same agenda. So what do we know? Do we know anything about these men? Well, two men. One was Judas. His name was called Barsabbas, um, which means Sabbath-born or son of the Sabbath. So a very Jewish name. Um, uh, was that? No, I was going to say. Is, that, uh, is it okay to be born on the Sabbath? Is that, does that work? on the Sa- <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so... Um, They never addressed that issue. But um, so it may be related. He may be related. There was a guy in chapter one when there was two men that was brought up to replace Judas. There was one guy named Matthias. And then there was another guy named Joseph uh, Barsabbas. Some think it's the same person. Some think it's a guy related to the same person. Or it could just be another guy that happened to be uh, born on the Sabbath that had the same nickname. So we don't know. But um, anyway, it's just interesting to note that there was another person with a similar name. Uh, back in Acts chapter one, that the lot didn't fall on. Uh, it'd be kind of cool if it was the same person, but we're not sure. Um, you know, to know, to kind of hear if he's still stuck around. Um, but uh, we don't know about that. So that's all we know about him is just his name, Barsabbas, so son of the Sabbath. Just kind of shows that he's a, got a very Jewish name, and um, we'll see something in a second about both of them. Silas. Is short for Silvanus, which is a Greek name, and sometimes in the New Testament letters, Paul will will, uh, sign for him or mention him with uh, that name, which is a Greek name. Um, uh, Silas, though, being a Jewish name, he's likely a Hellenist. So we talked about the Hellenists in chapter 6 when there was an issue between uh, the Jewish-speaking synagogues and the um, Greek-speaking synagogues, that they're both Jewish but they have a different language, and so, you know, as we start kind of seeing, oh, there were differences early on in the church, they were all Jewish, but they all didn't speak the same language, you know, because some were, some spoke Greek, because they might have been born from outside, and so he was likely a Hellenist having that Greek name um, and that understanding, but both of them Uh, And we're going to know that he's also a, um, you know, he later we will find out he's a Roman citizen. So he, like Paul, has some credentials, have some credentials that kind of go with that. Um, He'll later be a companion to Paul. We'll see that in in just a little bit. And uh, verse 32 says both were prophets. So um, they also have some standing in the church and they have some giftedness uh, that is recognized that likely prophets were coming up from Jerusalem to Antioch several chapters back. Maybe Silas was one of them. Maybe Judas uh, Barsabbas was one of them. We don't know. Um, but other prophets were up there as well um, earlier in their past. So that's what we know about them uh, men with credentials, men leaders in the church that were sent up to kind of echo the message that is being sent. So, what did they address with the letter? Or who did they address with the letter? Well, specifically it says to Antioch, and that's the specific city that was having the issue. Then we have Syria. Antioch was located in Syria, but Syria would be kind of the surrounding the country that, you know, of where Antioch is. Antioch today is actually like just on the southern kind of tip of uh, Asia or Turkey today, which is just across the border of Lebanon to the south. Um, and just, you know, a few, uh, not too far to the east is Syria, but that whole region would have been called Syria back then. And then Cilicia, which is an area in Turkey where, um, Tarsus was, uh, so that's kind of, you know, Southeast Turkey, um, where again, Paul was, and we've talked about that area, um, back in the past, cause Paul went back there, um, between certain endeavors, So all would have kind of mixed Gentile-Jewish populations. You know, again, the further you get away from Israel, still within, you know, a couple hundred miles of Jerusalem, you're going to have Jews, more jewish Gentile mix, and then as Paul is going to move further west towards Greece, you're going to have very few Jews um, in those areas. Still Jews, but uh, by population, significantly less. So that's kind of the area that this letter is actually addressed to, interestingly, so not just Antioch, but also Syria and Cilicia. And the letter of content is first, you know, they give a greeting, and they say, hey, you know, this is, uh, we send greetings to you, and we send up, you know, um, uh, um, so the elders and Gentiles to the area, we send greetings to you. Then they address the issue you know, so we've heard that some persons have gone out from us, so they recognize that people came from where you know, from from Jerusalem, Judea, and troubled you with words, unsettling your minds. Although we gave them no instruction, so they kind of said, you know, um, that uh, you know, we know that there's an issue. Should you be burdened by these Old Testament regulations? And then they give you a solution to that. Right? It says that uh, we sent. You know, beloved Barnabas and Paul who risked their lives, Judas and Barsabbas. And it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burdens than these requirements. So we don't want to lay these burdens of the Old Testament on you, but these specific things. And so we talked about those last week. Essentially, things that if they Gentiles would have done would have offended people in the church that are still wrestling and, you know, again, not laying aside, but still kind of like working through what do they need to do? We know Peter was wrestling through that for several years, um, and we'll see that in a little bit. They're still wrestling through, um, you know, uh, where his Jewish background relates to who he is uh, as a Christian. And so they address the, the, area, the, the issue, and they make it short, short and simple, right? Just really, <laughs> really short. I mean, as far as uh, letters, New Testament letters, uh, it's, you know, a paragraph. Um, much shorter than any, any of the other ones uh, that we've seen. Um, and to say Paul and Barnabas, you know, so one, why do you think it's, it's so short? They didn't want to lay yeah, they didn't want to lay burdens on them. So we really don't have a whole lot to say other than we don't want to trouble you, and we recognize that some people did trouble you. Um, we just want you to say, you know, don't do these things. And they can feel confident by not... By just kind of leaving it at that, abstain from sexual morality and don't eat meat, strangle titles, they would have known mostly what that was. But if there was any, maybe sort of gray area, like, well, what do you mean by that? Who'd be there to help instruct them? Well, you got four people, yeah. You got four people. And specifically, you have Paul and Barnabas who were going to stay and disciple them. And so, um, any, other, any other issues, the church felt confident. The, the elders and uh, uh, apostles felt confident that they could help resolve any of those issues. <clears throat> so, what indicates that the apostles and elders did their best to show their support of the Gentile believers? From what they did, and really even just the letter, like how can we tell that they they supported this church? We already said one. What was the first thing? Lee, say to you now. <laughs> No? What I say? They already sent two guys up to, uh, to, to, to show their support, right? We're sending two men, you know, that are coming with you. We're just not sending the letter because it's too much trouble to send people. So we're going we're gonna to pay for their expense and send these two guys to with there. Um, in the letter, they call them brothers, right? It's kind of big. You know, hey, you're, you're our brothers. We recognize you, that. Um, they commend Paul and Barnabas, our beloved brothers, who sacrifice. You know, they, they use that word beloved, Right? That we love these guys, and they're not just going back and they're like, yeah, you know what these guys said, right? Like they're they're we we have full confidence in them as well. Two of yours um, we're sending back, and uh, with full confidence in you. And they also tried to distance themselves from the troublers, right? They tried to you know say so we gave them no instructions, so they wanted to make sure that they were clear, like like we're on we're on your side. Like whatever trouble came from us, like we're owning up to that. We're, we're sorry. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't tell them to do these things. And so we're aligned with you guys, not with, with them as far as what they, what they said. So that would hopefully give them confidence and we'll see that it does in just a little bit. Um, so we'll, we'll move on. There's some other things that, that we could say we can cover in the next thing. So, so they send a report and show their support. Now we're going to, we're going to see that less burdens equals more joy. Okay, the result of the letter. Less burdens equals more joy. So when they were sent off, verse 30, they went down to Antioch, and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. So, what was the response to the letter? So, we know what the contents of the letter was. They actually went and delivered the letter. You know, sometimes you can say, I'm, We're going to write this letter, and sometimes letters cause more problems than, than solutions. Um, but in this case, the res- response was what they had hoped, and it was what? It was rejoicing, right? It says that they were encouraged. Um, They rejoiced because of the encouragement. Why do you think they reacted that way? Had to be a relief. Okay. Um, Yeah, sometimes, you know, I think for them, um, there's sometimes when, I don't know, if you've ever go to the doctor and you're told, like, oh, everything's okay, you're, like, relieved, right? You know, sometimes there's some point of view that's like, well, I wish they found, like, a little something. You know, I did go to the doctor and spent some money, you know, just give me some medicine to cure it up. But (laughs) but you don't want, like, big news, right? So you're kind of relieved if it was bigger news. Because if it came back and said you need to do all the things of the Old Testament, first thing is all you guys need to be circumcised. Um, after that, we're going to start training you on eating and, you know, your way of life. And I mean, like they could probably just start seeing, you know, we, we do that, right? We, as you start seeing like the implications of something that you do, you know, if I take this job, we'll have to move and then, oh yeah, we got to sell the house, and oh, yeah, there's that coffee shop that I really liked, you know, that's nearby, that am I going to find, you know, like, we start, like, spinning out of control, like, on some things that are just out of our, out of our hands, but we start kind of leading to, like, what could this mean, and while these guys are down, it's, it's going to take some time, several weeks at least, to, to go down and have this con- con- council and then come back up, um, that they're just kind of probably waiting and, you know, I wonder what the, the end result is, and when they hear, like, nothing has to change, largely, um, except we, we want you to kind of keep some mind minds, a few of these things, they were encouraged. Um, they could also now move on, right? You know, this division, they like, okay, like, let's move on. Let's, now let's resolve some of the difficulties that we're seeing um, that are popping up amongst uh, brothers and sisters in Christ within the church. And so they didn't have to, you know, accept the burdens that they might have feared that they would have to do um what did silas and judas do so they were encouraged by the letter they stayed and they they says they were prophets and what do they do it says they encourage them some more right uh that yeah you know you know let's uh you know talk about god's word let's you know help encourage you guys um and then after that what happened to judas and silas So it says, they went back after spending some time there, right? Encouraged them after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. Now, if you notice, um, or maybe you don't notice, how many of you have verse 34 in your Bible? You have verse 34? Okay. Some of you guys, the missing verse 34. So, every once in a while you have a, what's that? No, 34. There might be a footnote at the end of verse 33, and if you, like, click on the footnote, if or look looking. depends if you're electronic or not, verse 34 will say, some manuscripts have this this, uh, thing that says, um, but it seemed good to Silas to remain there. The only reason is, is we're going to see in a little bit that Paul is going to go on his next missionary journey, and he takes Silas with them, and so uh, the thought is, is that, um, so whenever you, whenever there. are there are many manuscripts out there right, in, uh, of the biblical text, and some are dated at different times. And manuscripts were copies of earlier, earlier manuscripts. And so at some point, there was a verse that was inserted in there um, into some of the copies. And you can do what's called textual criticism to see, like, was that verse a part of the original? And usually if you go back, you, know, you can trace that out and see. And sometimes you, you can't trace it, and so you have to say, was something deleted? If it's added, so in our Bibles, thirty-four is deleted, or was thirty-four added later on, and it should have been added in. Um, it seems reasonable either way. It doesn't change any sort of doctrine about what happened. You're not like, wait a minute, how does Silas like now appear in Antioch? Either Bar- Paul was like, hey, Silas, I need you back, or you know, somebody a scribe somewhere said, well, he probably meant to stay there. And sometimes it's as a note that they put in a margin, and the next person who copies it adds it in there. It's very rare. You'll see it every once in a while in Scripture. Um, But just so you know, there's no fast one. Um, But that's called textual criticism. You can read about that. Although if if you're like Google, textual criticism... It can lead you into uh, some, some waters that maybe you're not prepared for. Um, just for the fact that there's plenty of people that are like, there's plenty of errors in the Bible. There's an interesting documentary, if you want information, that uh, I saw like a few months ago that actually talked about that. Um, a little heady, but it's, it's really interesting about how we got the documents and how what we have in our Bibles today um, is fairly reliable and confident in regards to that. So, if you notice, verse 34 is missing. If verse 34 is not missing in yours... It is in some others, and that's because one translation decided to say, I think it was an addition. We'll leave it as a footnote, um, and you have that in other places in Scripture. So, uh, but, but we know that Judas and Silas, supposedly, Judas at least left and uh, went away. Um, and it says that Paul and Barnabas stayed, and what did Paul and Barnabas do? So they remain there to teach and to preach the word of the Lord with many others also. So they're there to continue teaching and to pouring in and to discipling the church that is there um, with them. So uh, we see from this that the church in Antioch has a close connection with the church in Jerusalem and that there's kind of a, you know, they want to make sure that if there's anything that we sent somebody, you know, people came from from you know our church and offended you, we're really sorry, and and let's lay um, be clear about what happened. Um, so we know though that the church is a pretty strong church, and they're strong enough that you know several chapters back we saw that their their leaders got together, the Holy Spirit kind of was poured out upon them, and they you know uh, were led to um, send Paul and Barnabas out. That they're able to support these missionaries. Um, Paul and Barnabas are obviously there which are great, who are great teachers so it's a good strong church but why do you think they needed encouragement? Why do you think they would need encouragement? After they make this decision or begin to make this following there's you know, all these questions and did I do the right thing? Is this right? Yeah, I, I think no matter what, even if you're a good, solid church, even if you're a strong church, even if you're a good, solid person, strong person, well-grounded, there are times that you need encouragement. There are times that you'll go through difficulty. There are times that you go through doubt, and somebody from the outside can come alongside you and speak truth into you, you know, and, and help support you and, and validate either the things that you said, or even if we kind of look at our sermon from last week or the last couple weeks, or come by and say, hey, like, listen, we need to correct some thinking. <laughs> you know, we need to help you out with this and to rebuke you, you know, gently and in love. Um, but even, but we see that, right? They sent a letter and they were really encouraged, but they said, you know what, we're going to send these two guys who are prophets and these guys are going to encourage you some more. And so, and fortunately the church was receptive, um, likely because that's, it was a relief to them. And so they were encouraged. And so we see that no matter what, no matter what church, you know, big churches go through struggles. Um, and, and you can see that all through the landscape, you know, when either a pastor has fallen uh, through sin and has to step down or just some issue happens. There's, no matter what church, every church you, you, you go to, there are problems. Because why? There are people. <laughs> There are problems because there are people, you know. So we always say, "If you think you're gonna find a church without problems, well, as soon as you join it, it's got a problem, right?" <laughs> because we're all—we're not that you're a problem, but we're all—we all have problems. That's very encouraging. <laughs> That's very encouraging. Somebody from the outside will come in and encourage you. We need. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, we just see that 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 we need we need encouragement because. We we lose track, and it's hard sometimes to you know not see from the outside um, what our issues are, and so it's helpful from somebody to come from the outside and see that. And so, where did Paul and Barnabas not go where the letter was addressed? They went to Antioch. Where did they not go? What was the other two places? Do you remember? Syria and Cilicia. So we don't know that they, at least there's no indication that they went there. It wouldn't have been too far for them to travel. But we will see, and I'll, we'll just, I'll kind of read through it and kind of show you where we're headed because we don't have time to dive into it. But we'll, we're going we're gonna to quickly get to the next missionary journey. So we're going to gear up. So pack your bags for next, next week when we get going on the next missionary journey. Um, but unfortunately, we're going to see that the band breaks up. And uh, after, <laughs> after, after some days... Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Very like, hey, let's go on a road trip. Let's go check them out. It's like, yeah, that would be awesome. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John, called Mark. But Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement, so they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So Paul will go to Syria and Cilicia, maybe not how he intended or with the people that he intended. Um, But I want to stop and kind of look at that a little bit more in depth. So we'll do that next week, um, just because I want us to think, you know, when now we have... We already saw an issue that happened within the church and that got resolved. We have an issue that happens between brothers. It doesn't get resolved, um, and it actually leads for them to go separate ways. And so we're like, what? I thought everything's supposed to live in harmony and peace and, and all that. So, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that next week. So, um, yeah, so I'll leave you some words to uh, think about as we, uh, we come back for next week. Uh, anyway, uh, any closing thoughts or comments on at least the text that we, uh, we covered?